Thanks to Skillshare for supporting the morning stream. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free at Skillshare.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, the love tunnel is ribbed for your pleasure. The river of pork ribs and goo. Peloton, roll out. Good Romney, bad Romney. I dream of dream journal. Making things with Bill. Jury duty and more on this here episode of the morning stream. I can't cover my tinkler without leaving my bum bum uncovered. But if I cover my bum bum, my tinkler is lewdly exposed. Doc says something's wrong with my semen. This is The Morning Stream with Scott Johnson and Brian Ibbett. The sensation of Europe, now made in America by Samsonite. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It is the morning stream. Today is October 8th, and it's uh, still 2019. I'm Scott Johnson. That guy right over there is Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. That's right. For at least another two and a half months. <laughs> we still have to still have to put up with 2019. I know people get sick of me talking about time and stuff, but 2019 sure. has just gone so fast for me. Just so fast. Just feels like it was yesterday we were in Vegas. That was April. That feels like five minutes ago. Like, I don't get it. I know. I know. I don't get it. My and it's probably already time to uh, time for us to start figuring out what's uh, happening next year. I know we've got uh, a couple irons in the fire, and obviously, I'm not going to talk about them here on the show. But uh, yeah, but well, don't you guys worry. 2020 will have some shit. That'll be oh, yes. That'll be a thing for sure. We don't know what. Probably, but. probably part of it will be. That's, that's a pinball machine noise. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Not a slot machine. Oh, okay, okay. Phew. <laughs> pinball machine noise. Although, okay. yeah, you know, maybe both. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? It could be both. Why can't it be both? Hey, uh, it anyway. Be everything. It can be everything. It's uh, good to have you all here, and uh, we're happy to uh, be doing a show. That's a thing we do here on the, uh, on the regular, as you know. Um, as you may be familiar, that's what we do. And uh, we're excited to be here. Now, I got a... A uh, dream to uh, first articulate and then have uh, discussed so that you can try to cool. make sense of what I saw. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a, it's a common thing here that we'll talk about our dreams and then we'll try and figure out what which things were actual elements that we thought about that day or, or that came up that day and which things are just completely out there, wacko stuff that got inserted in. Yes, exactly. Sure. It's a service we provide here on the show. Um, and we're not when we say dreams. We're not talking about oh, one day I'll be a I'll be a real boy or any of that. I mean, right, just right. Like, we're not talking about the I have a dream. We're talking <laughs> no. about the I had a dream. No, nothing that like affects human beings in meaningful ways. <laughs> so here's right. what happened. I had a dream that during the entirety of the dream, and I'm pretty sure the whole thing took place in about a five minute span in actual time, but in my head sure. it was a long, stretched out period of time it's the most amazing amazing thing isn't that the that. weirdest thing that our yeah. brains do it's so weird to me yeah it's like god i feel like i've been asleep forever and you look over and you've really been asleep for like two minutes it's like that thing where neo injects kung fu into his head because you're basically taking a, a <laughs> thing that takes a bunch of time right. and then just saying one snapshot all at once here it is and then right I, in this case our perception is oh well, that was like a five-hour dream but really it was Less than a second, maybe even for all I know. Like, it's just crazy to me. Anyway, it's like a hard drive. 
Uh, so <laughs> I'm uh, this in this dream. It begins and ends exactly the same way. I am in it to begin with, floating in a huge river, but kind of an underground cavernous river. I don't know why that okay. matters, but it was like you know covered, almost like a love tunnel right. sort You're of like, thing. You couldn't see. It. <laughs> Did you say love tunnel? Yeah, you know, like the one. What are those called? The the tunnel of love. The um. Uh, you get oh, like little... the amusement park ride. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I didn't mean like a vaginal canal. Is that what you thought I meant? <laughs> that's that's uh, what what people usually mean when they say the love tunnel. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I, I, I guess I don't use that very often. Well, anyway, so it's like a. It's like the scene in Willy Wonka where it's all, and it's getting bigger, sure. and blah, blah, and they're doing that. It's like that. The rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing <laughs> any exactly. signs that they are slowing. Yeah, that actually so, scary moment in that movie, yes. Right, exactly. So, okay, you're looking up, and you don't see sky. You see the, the, the ceiling of, uh, of a cave or whatever you're in. Yeah, and it's well lit, gotcha. and it's doing that thing where on the edges of the river... And it's slow moving, but on the edges of the river, it's doing that kind of sparkly light refraction on the on the sides of the oh, walls. Sure. So it's all very, mm -hmm. very, it's very tonal. Uh, you know, there's a tone to it. But the river is a river of pork ribs and the goo that <laughs> pork ribs cook in. Like the, um, the, the not sauce, just barbecue sauce. Yeah, like the, <laughs> the goo. Yes, the barbecue sauce. Thank you. Like really thick, <laughs> like thick red, crimson, goopy barbecue sauce, and then just tons of pork ribs, and they're normal size, but they're all individual. They're like, you know, I don't know, about the size of a, a big candy bar, and sure, they're floating okay. so everywhere. So a bunch of bones in the love tunnel, right? A yeah, bones, bones and bones and meat in the in the in the love tunnel. Sure. <laughs> oh, thanks, dear. <laughs> Sorry, that was really bad timing. Wow, Thank you, honey. Was... If you'd heard... Oh, or perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, she brought me my other glasses I was missing. Anyway, so I'm in this river of... Uh, <laughs> I'm in this, this river full of, of meat, of pork ribs. Yeah. And it's definitely yeah. got the smell of pork ribs. And I'm, I'm remembering all from the dream. I don't normally remember smells in a dream, but man, do I remember this one. Just the smell of hot cooking pork ribs. And I'm floating in it kind of on my back, staring up. And there are other people in there with me. Okay. Uh, and I don't recognize anyone. You're not on anyone. a vessel or anything, right? No. It's, you're just like floating like you're doing the backstroke in a pool or something. Yeah. Or you ever see people like in the, um, they do it here in the Great Salt Lake, but like in the Middle East, uh, uh, the Dead Sea, people will float in the salt uh, oh, water right. and, sure. it, and it kind of keeps them buoyant. That's how it felt as I'm being buoyed gotcha. up okay. by, <laughs> by meat. Um, by meat. <laughs> My ribs. Yeah. But I do remember, I remember the feeling that I had on like a long sleeve shirt and full length pants and the feeling of all of that just kind of sucking to your skin from the, all the goo mm -hmm. you're in. I had that, that feeling's very, still very prominent in my mind. All right. So there, these are all aspects I'm, you know, we're going to try to decipher here, but the important bit is it's also full of other people and we're all sort of floating around each other and past each other. No one's speaking. I don't recognize anyone, but they're all humming the tune of the elevator music that's playing. And the elevator music okay. that's playing is a selection of 90s alternative, but done in elevator style. Sure, sure. So like it's... it's. Da, 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 da. 
Yes, that's it. I mean, I don't remember Green Day in particular, but that's exactly it. That's exactly it. So really, okay. It's it's like everybody from. I do remember like some um, Nirvana tracks that were done. That I do specifically uh-huh. those, but the rest of it just felt like a, a hodgepodge of '90s alternative rock done in that style of elevator music, and it's playing like an echoey elevator music. They're like they're almost like their speakers way up in the cave. They're just sort of barely playing. Sure, but yeah, but you're hearing the the reverb off of the walls of the cave. Yeah, so it's a little echoey. And people are going, <laughs> like they're humming it as they float down the river and stare at the ceiling. Oh, now this is this, okay. is this is the entire dream. There was no moment of anything. Nobody jumped out. Nobody said anything. It didn't end with anything. Sure. It was just front to back. Just and I, the, and, the whole time traveling down the river of ribs. Yeah, and not entirely unpleasant, I might add. It was okay. O- it was okay. It, it, it wasn't like as uncomfortable or wanted to get out of there except for that feeling of your clothes sticking and like adhering to your body in a way that was like compressing and kind of weird i didn't like that um Mm. i don't know why that was happening uh but anyway so thoughts feelings what do you where do you think my head Ah, went there uh okay well have you have you had uh ribs let's let's go with the food for uh food choice first have you had ribs recently or been thinking about eating ribs like Kim made pork ribs, ribs uh two and a half or sorry one one week and uh one week and about two days ago I had pork ribs that Kim okay. made. yeah it's the only thing I can think and, of and then they right. were and they were barbecued and, you know sort of saucy or whatever they were so. in their goo in that sauce okay yeah and they were great they were really good all right so so you're thinking about those or at least you know those happened uh, to to pass through the um uh the the back of your mind Yes, chat room. Uh, the the uh, love tunnel was ribbed. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's great, Free Rangers. Yeah, wow, that's nice. fantastic. Nicely done. Anyway, um, the elevator music. I mean, that <laughs> your mind's going to say, okay, there needs to be a sound in here, and for whatever reason, '90s alternative was has been on your mind, but instead of it being heavy, you know, you're you're wanting a more calming uh, influence to kind of go or uh, calming. Uh, style to go with the fact that you're floating slowly down this river of ribs so that kind of makes sense i did and i have been you know if i'm full disclosure here i've been listening to a lot of old 311 i've been listening mm-hmm. to uh, you brought up green day live but, came up because we oh yeah live that's live. right i've been listening to that live album like yeah. crazy since the other day yeah. that was your fault by the way totally your fault yeah that's fine i'll take i'll totally take uh responsibility for that i've been totally th- fine. i've been throwing copper for a week it's crazy <laughs> have you now good yeah very good. Um, but then also, um, I also listened to American Idiot about four times over uh, maybe a week ago. Mm. So, I mean, it's not like I've been devoid of this music. That might be part of that. Because that's mm. what it is sometimes, right? Our brains are just farting. They're just going. I'll, I'll date, exactly. They're just, it's basically like um, like little dangling memories, like trapezes. And your brain is just hopping from one to the other. It's like, oh, there's one. Oh, grab that. Oh, there's that one. And it just kind of goes and and kind of intertwines all these to make a a, a story in your uh, in your dream and it's important narrative. that these things get flushed because if star trek next generation taught me anything the crew will just kill each other if we let it if we don't if no one can sleep or dream right? oh yes if you don't dream yes so dr crusher will tell, tell us all about uh rem sleep mm-hmm. and uh and unfortunately uh, uh troy is going to be the only one who's actually dreaming but she's having nightmares about about some voice telling her about one 
thing star wrapped around another star and see that's science yeah. science all science, of it science exactly all right wow. so, so you just think this is nonsense then just nonsense and it doesn't mean well anything. i mean what else do you think it's a por- it's portenting uh like some sort of fate like it's like it's a, a harbinger of doom that you need to translate to well if this had had an ending riddle. if this had an ending to it like um i don't know the river poured out into everyone's death or um something like right. that then i could probably say well if you don't improve your your food choices you know you're, you're not gonna live forever better eat you know, oh, maybe, that, maybe that maybe oh yeah, I didn't even think about this in relation to your blood test results. Did you get your blood test results? <laughs> no, they're still not. Oh, you know what? Let's do a live email check right now. I'm supposed to get an email okay. with right. a link to the results. Let's just see if it's come in overnight. Because as of yesterday, nothing. Wow. They were supposed to be yesterday, but, you know, labs, they take forever. Uh, yeah, I mean, if there's if there's uh, any connection we can make, it's that you're stressing and worrying about this, uh, this blood test and, you know, the... Mm-hmm. the, the jibber jabber of diabetes that they've been talking about and yeah this is a river of pork ribs would certainly (laughs) contribute to to that issue you're not wrong about any of that so that's a really good point let's see okay as of now no there is no new email so i guess we can't reveal the results here on the show yet uh but we'll we'll find out later all right well there you go i was just curious if anybody know and look if you've got thoughts beyond brian and i's discussion you want to send in your thoughts send us an email the morning stream at gmail.com and tell us what you think even if your you've email got is one of those fancy dream books i know we've got one of those downstairs here somewhere the the books that each you know noun that you can think of has a line in this dream book and it's like oh you thought about uh a deck of cards that means that you're blah 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 you know and it comes up with all these things that uh, that each each element in your dream could possibly mean i didn't that's crazy i didn't know that even existed yeah oh and tina brought that here's, brought that into our marriage here's a cool website called dreambible.com okay it's uh, probably the the web version of the book probably yeah. all right so let's see oh this is interesting it's gonna give me okay, look up common look up pork ribs so <laughs> <laughs> actually probably cave cave is probably a good one to look up because you know that's an element that uh all right why are you in a cave? Is it confining? Is it is it the fact that there's, it's not open? You've got one way to go. Basically, you're on this river, and it's it's taking you the direction it needs to go. Oh, here it is. Okay, let's let's read it. <clears throat> cave, to dream of a cave represents mental or emotional retreat, sanctuary, or psychological safe haven. Caves symbolize mm. uh, symbolize the manner in which you think to escape problems or prevent yourself from feeling pain or harm to the ego. <clears throat> Excuse me. Often a symbol that appears during a transition or upsetting situation. Introversion, avoiding people, or choosing to spend time by yourself. <clears throat> sorry, choosing to do nothing except be by yourself. Feeling that you are, or, sorry, feeling that that it's important to be by yourself. Positivity. Dreaming about a cave may reflect your wish to have a psychologically safe haven all to yourself. Uh, negatively, dreaming about a cave may represent feelings about choosing to be alone, feeling that nobody likes you, or feeling that socializing is too emotionally dangerous. Powerful insecurities that you are retreating to avoid abusing or exposing. Here's the final bit. Wow. Feeling that you have okay. no choice about being alone, feeling ugly and not wanted to be around, or feeling ugly and not wanting to be around other people, fear that motivates you to isolate yourself. Hmm. Oh. So maybe I want to be so isolated. So the good but with, and the bad of dreaming of caves. <laughs> I want maybe I want to be isolated to have all the 
the pork ribs for myself. Right. All the pork ribs and green day that you can handle. Yeah. Uh, I looked up pork. Gosh, amazing. Amazing mm. how uh, this this uh, dreambible.com website, whatever it is, uh, can find both a positive and a negative thing. That means absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah. You know, that, that it's just like horoscopes, basically. Well, your day might be good or it might be bad. Yeah, I learned a long time ago. It was a psychology course in, in college that sealed the deal for me. But I took this class where she had us all fill out a survey. The yeah. teacher did. And then she collected them all. And in the front of the class, she shuffled through them and then pulled one out at random and says, all right, I want the person who's I'm about to read yours when I'm done I want you to raise your hand if this is you and she read this thing and I went oh my gosh she got mine dude I can't believe she got mine and she kept reading and she keeps dancing I'm like oh my holy shit she got mine I my first day in this class I have to be the guy to raise a hand blah, blah, blah. so she gets done <laughs> and I go to raise my hand kind of reluctantly because I didn't want to really participate in this way everybody's uh -huh. hands went up Poof. And that was the day I went. Wait a minute. We all feel nervous and we all feel alone in a brand new place. And we, yeah. Yeah. Right. And we exactly. all realized at this exact time, and it it was actually a life-changing experience for me, that those things are horseshit. And everybody was, sure. you can do this and fool people. And I went, my brain suddenly went, oh, a thousand examples I can think of where people do this to each yeah. other. Uh, uh, right. Faith healers right. on a stage with a thousand people watching um whatever everyone's getting fooled you're all getting fooled advertising advertising oh you need this because you your life is incomplete without it holy crap they're talking about my life yeah they made they, it's so I relatable need these yeah. plastic window well covers or else my life will be incomplete yeah so that's yeah. that's when i just changed my attitude toward everything changed i changed my thinking about all sorts of stuff I, i'm not not that i'm some enlightened human being i'm certainly not but but that kind that of said, stuff just how difficult how difficult would it be for you the next time you go to a Chinese restaurant and they bring you fortune cookies at the end, break open the the, the cookie, take yeah. the fortune out, wad it up into a paper ball, and flick it across the table without looking at it, and eat the cookie? Do that. Can That's, you do it? Can you do it? Or do you like you, we're drawn to have to read those stupid fortunes because. We gave it a cookie that said fortune cookie. They're not even a real Chinese thing. I mean, I could do it, but I. I would only do it because be I knew. It'd be kind of hard not to, right? Yeah, I would I would only throw it away because you challenged me to. Yeah. And even then, there's a temptation to want to know what it said. Sure. Even though I know 100% that stuff's bullshit and always has been. 100% fake garbage applies to everyone nonsense. Those lucky numbers you won't win you the lottery and any of that stuff. But, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a weird compulsion that we have, I think, as, uh, humans, as humans to want to to want something else to give us the the deeper meaning and the answers to to our questions and mm -hmm. we'll only ever find them in ourselves yeah yeah well here okay i looked up pork on the dream bible just for fun here <laughs> Did you really yeah. is there a listing for pork there is a listing for pork <laughs> it says to okay. dream of pork represents situations where something is only for you having something all to yourself knowing that you don't have to share it's interesting because there's this river's full of other people so i don't know if this holds up yeah uh, yeah. Behavior that is focused completely on personal benefit, noticing uh, yourself doing whatever you want all the time. Negatively, although that sounds negative, says negatively, mm -hmm. pork may reflect too much indulgence on yourself or overspending. Oh, mm, I did, I did too buy, much indulgence. I bought a switch light. 
Maybe this is finally coming back. <laughs> it's pork futures is the problem. It was yeah. a little indulgenty. Uh, do give me a keyword. I want to search for any keyword. Just think of a thing they probably don't have uh, here, and I'm going to sure. search for it. What would you uh, do? Tape measure. Tape. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> they have it. Okay. <laughs> you dream about a tape measure. Okay. Uh, a tape you measure. Like you don't measure up. <laughs> it says a tape measure or measuring tape. Uh, represents your attempt to measure or feel the strength of severity of a situation. Alternatively, alternatively, a measuring tape may reflect your preparation for final research, doing something, figuring out how much emotion, wow. aggression, or work is required to reach your goal. Oh my God, the other day I was trying to figure something out. So that totally is why I was dreaming about a tape measure. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, I was going to, okay, I'm not going to read this because it's nine miles long. Uh-huh. Penis. What's the word? Penis. <laughs> it's a nine-mile-long penis. Yeah, it's really a long description. Oh, wow. They really <laughs> go They go deep with this. No pun intended. Right. <laughs> Dream Bible, everybody. Dream Bible. Yeah. Check it out. Wow. That's a fun little thing to find, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know what else is fun to find? That Scott was actually you, right. If you dream of penis, it's you dream of penis. <laughs> you basically. do. You do. Yeah. I mean, they have paragraphs of descriptions here, but at the end of the day... It's just dreaming of a penis. Um, no, right. I can't get the I dream of genie song out of my head. That's true. Uh, so speaking of things that are unbelievable. Yeah. Tell me, yeah. Tell me watched, about that. Uh, so based on your recommendal, Tim and I watched Unbelievable, the Netflix limited series, eight episode limited series. Um, just finished it. And man, loved it. Really, really good. You were not overselling it at all. It's a very. Um, it's fantastic. Oh. It is. It's so well acted. Merritt Weaver can do no wrong, in my opinion. I mean, we we fell in love with her during Nurse Jackie when she was on Nurse Jackie mm -hmm. and saw her on New Girl and Walking Dead. Know, uh, she got a got a Walking bat. Dead. She took a bad arrow in Walking Dead. Oh, she did. <laughs> she really got the she really got the shaft in Walking Dead. But, um, <laughs> well, she had an she had an eye for it, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> got the shaft. Anyway. Got the eye. <laughs> Anyway, I'm with you. <laughs> anyway, she's such a talented actress, and uh, Tony Collette is great. Um, but the whole story, this thing, and, and the girl who plays Marie, I can't remember her name, but um, this whole story is just so sad. The fact that it's based on a true story. Tina actually recognized this as we were watching. She said, oh, my God, I, this was an episode of This American Life that actually made her cry in her car while she was driving listening to this, uh, yeah, this story. I'd heard it as well and didn't realize the connection until... I'd seen the entire show, and, I, and then somebody pointed it out, and I'm like, oh, that's the same story. Oh. Yeah. And it, they are, you know, it's heart-wrenchingly portrayed by this girl who's very good. She was in uh, Justified. She was the girl that Raylan was trying to protect all the time. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, my God. No kidding. She's also apparently in that Booksmart movie that um, about the – the two college students who don't want to leave college without going to one big college party, but they're very, you know, they're they're more of the nerds, so they just kind of like change their whole, their whole, uh, not appearance, but like you know, basically crash a big college party so they can go, mm -hmm. um, which I, I do want to see. But anyway, the show's called Unbelievable, and and uh, big Denver connection. Although I'll tell you, uh, there's nothing there that seemed to be shot in Denver and the Westminster Police Department with those big, beautiful windows where Tony Collette works and mm -hmm. hops on the computer. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, I've 
I've driven by the Westminster Police Department. There's uh, maybe one window. Yeah, it's, it's tiny, not this mountain mountainside resort looking. Not yeah. at all. No. Yeah. Oh my god, that looked like looked like it was uh, filmed in a uh, <laughs> the chart house up on Lookout Mountain. Might have been. <laughs> Could have been for all we know. But it's sure anyway, good though, right? But, like yeah. it just feels. I like I kept saying on the show, it feels important to watch. But it's also yeah. even if you don't agree with it, or somebody doesn't agree with that assessment, what I came away with too was that it's just an incredibly well done. Not procedural, because I think that less that undersells it. Um, sure, but just sure. like the the process of the police work that's going down is so meticulous and well done and honest and I don't know, man. Like even and and like I said, like yeah. even the bad guys aren't really bad guys. They're just kind of not other than the rapist. I mean, but the yeah the, but the, the, the other cops, cops are oh that was heartbreaking. Right. I mean they they think they're doing the right thing. They think they're going by the book, but they're getting it completely wrong and following these two separate stories of you know marie and in, in uh, uh seattle and then the stuff that's going on with merritt weaver and tony collette in uh in denver it's just so good really really good yeah. eight hours that you'll be glad you spent watching this yep and you know who's great is the raggedy old lady from uh my name <laughs> is earl and the atm machine yeah, and, uh, thing. yep breaking bad the atm machine breaking <laughs> she's bad. So i know good in this it's gotta oh. be the first time that she's not playing a crack addict prostitute right i mean it's <laughs> pretty close i mean she was in uh hell, hell or high water is the um when they did their first bank heist she was the lady that they came and robbed first that was at the bank came yeah. early to open the yeah. place so she's done other stuff obviously but in this she's just like i just i don't want this to be done i want them to do another case i want more of this can they just renew this show <laughs> the uh. continuing story of uh of uh, Merritt Weaver and Tony Collette working together and solving crimes like a <laughs> even if they don't work together, they're you know make a new cop show yeah. and have it have every season be kind of its own you know closed season of of start to finish just like this one was and yeah. tell another compelling story. I mean maybe it's just too hard to do it, but this is so much better than anything else that's like it. It's just so good, man. I love it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. By the way. uh Let's see. Uh, and on the Breaking Bad wiki, she's known as Spooge's Lady. <laughs> she's a dangerous drug addict who stole meth from Skinny Pete at knife point with help from her husband, Spooge. Yep. Her, uh, the actress's name is Dale Dickey. Yeah, she's great. And she's, she smashed her husband. She smashed Spooge's head with a ATM machine in that That's thing. Right, exactly. And then fell asleep on the couch. She appeared in two... Two episodes of the second season of uh, Breaking Bad has not made any appearances in Better Call Saul and is not expected to appear in El Camino. Yeah, <laughs> which is Friday, man. Oh my god, are you excited? I'm so I'm excited. excited. Nick and I are losing yeah. our minds. We're Nick. Nick and his generation apparently are the largest uh, Breaking Bad fans in the history of the planet. Uh, at least he claims wow. to be. So he he and I are we got a date set. We're gonna watch that thing together. And Kim and Kim <laughs> and Carter aren't as interested, but we're we are losing our minds. We can't wait. Nice. Uh, oh, Dale Dickey was in Iron Man three, apparently. Oh, who? Uh, who? She was she the? Uh, what was she? The man Mandarin? <laughs> you'll never see my ATM. You'll never coming. see this ATM coming. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm looking to see. I'm sure she was in the town that that uh, Tony Stark ends up in. Uh, Oh, where she, he meets the little kid. Sidian says he plays the mom of the soldier that Tony goes looking for. Okay. 
Oh, gotcha. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. She's she's just a really interesting screen presence, and I loved her on my she name. Is. My name is Earl. She was had a really great role. She was a prostitute on there. She was great. She was unjustified as well for uh, uh, four episodes in oh. 2014. Wow. Why do I not remember? Not that? surprised. That's crazy. Yeah, hey. she looks like she'd fit perfectly on Justified. It's like we're gonna make a show. It's got a lot of hill people in it. Where's that lady? <laughs> <laughs> she'd be very good. But in this, she'd she was like a good, yeah. she was like a tech expert, systems expert, and you know she knew all right, this stuff. No, yeah, and she, yeah, that exactly. guy that shouted her, her, her little intern guy that ran around, he was great. Everybody was great. Yeah, yeah. everybody yeah. should watch Unbelievable. It's unbelievably good, and I, and I say that it's both. Unbelievably of, good. It's really something special. Yes. It needs to win everything when that comes around. Uh, all right, final. I'll have to take yeah. a look and see. She apparently did a funnier die called uh, uh, "Do You Want to See a Dead Body?" where she played a prostitute. Oh, so I'll have to find that one. Perfect. I'm all in. <laughs> uh, Brian Guthrie. Just wanted to give a shout out to Brian Guthrie. He, uh, somebody I've been talking to, a listener of the show uh, offline. He's a retired veteran and uh, has been through some stuff. And I just wanted him to know that. Uh, we love listeners like him and hope he's doing all right. And uh, just a shout out, just a random shout out uh, yeah. to Brian Guthrie. Probably not in the chat. Probably I not. I talked with him before as well, and I can't remember his his nickname that he would go by. But uh, oh, I don't either. But he's super nice, the nicest guy. Yeah. So yeah, big shout out to him, and uh, hope he uh, hope he's doing well today. All right, I guess that's it for that. Yes, sir. Let's dive into the news. This is your radio newscaster with another exclusive sensational summary of world and local events. Time for the news brought to you by. Brought to you by Kern Geek. Kern Geek. <coughs> Thursday. Now, uh, posted on Thursdays now. <laughs> Check it out. Details at currentgeek.com. That's I can't, right. I can't talk about Kern Geek without, uh, uh, you know, without doing the, the, the Fletcher stuff. I get it. I get it, man. Like, that was the thing that we, we ruined ourselves on it. Actually, is that me doing that or Fletcher? Hold on, now I don't know. Here, I'm gonna play the intro. Let's see. I have. Oh, yes. Okay, that part where I yell is me. Hold on. So we got this guy's. Okay, hold on. This guy. I have. That I have guy is just some random dude that's I recorded Tom. on a commercial or something. Oh, that's not even Tom. It's I thought that was Tom. Tom. No, just some random name. And then you got. That's me. And that's me. That's me again. That's Fletcher. <laughs> That's Fletcher, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a very recognizable Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, he's famous now for it. Well done, Fletcher. Anyway, we move nights for to better accommodate a uh, scheduling stuff. Tom has filming stuff on Tuesdays now, and my Tuesdays are a little nutty, so we have decided to move filming to stuff. What's Thursday. Tom up to? Well, you know his top five thing he does for. Um, oh, right. What do you call it? Uh, uh, I forgot the name of the thing he does it for. Some tech. Uh, Thing. This weekend, no, uh, <laughs> that's not that. Something else. Earwolf Records. There it is. Uh, Earwolf Records. That's it. No, it's not. It. <laughs> anyway, uh, that'll be Thursday. So nice. check your podcast feeds now. It's a fun podcast. All right. Um, we're going to talk about the worst Burger King in the world being shut down. Uh, wow. That's a, this okay. a sad day uh, for San Franciscans and uh, world citizens alike. The Burger King on San Francisco's Market Street stopped flipping Whoppers on Tuesday. Oh, man, this is a real bummer. Signs on the door said the fast food restaurant in the Civil Center uh, neighborhood was closed permanently effective October 1st. Paul Little has been a security guard at the San Francisco Public Library across the street for 20 years and has observed the restaurant struggle on the corner of the market and hide for years. Quote, 
It was the worst Burger King in the world, he says. Uh, it's the population here. If you go to the Starbucks across the street, they'll tell you the same thing. They've been trying to get it together, but I hear there. Uh, sorry, but I heard there was a time recently when all the employees just got up and left. Uh, Yelp. Had, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's so sad. It. Where why, they haven't really explained yet why it's so bad. Like, is it is it a rough neighborhood? Is it because? Oh, I think we get we get to it in the fifth pair or the sixth paragraph. Oh, good. Here we go. Yelp reviews echo the sentiment. Quote, as soon as you walk by, you are assaulted by the sights and sounds of everything that is wrong with the Civil Center area, wrote Philip L. of San Francisco. Civil Center. It's the Civic Center. Si Why do I say civil? Why would I, I do You're that? i just trying to be civil. Because that C is not an L. By any no, stretch no, of not, any... not even close. No. What's yeah. wrong with my face? <laughs> Don't answer that question, everybody. I know what's wrong with my face. Um, speaking of my face, I did a selfie video this morning showing that you can... Play TMS on your Amazon Echo device, or <gasps> hold on, my peripheral vision has found a child. Hold on, come here, bud. So you guys can... <laughs> oh, hi! Look at the big smile I get. Hello, look. Say hi, Brian. Aww. Say hi, Brian. Not hey, yet, buddy. Bud. How you doing, Van? Look no at that words. guy. No, have words yet. He loves it here because these lights and screens. It's just like yeah, there's bananas. so much to look at. It's hi, like bud. oh, look over there. Oh, there's a there's a dude. Hi, bud. Are you doing good? Look at him. He's so chill. How'd you get such Why a chill you, baby? Are you, are you fishing in World of Warcraft on that screen? <laughs> Is he, we need to train him to fish in World of Warcraft for me so I don't have to do it. Oh, look at him smiling. Here we go. Ah, look at him smiling. Ah, 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 ah. Oh. Oh, oh, look at him. <laughs> All right. See you later, Super baby. Cute. See ya. I'll be up. He's going to be here for a while, right? Ah, uh, no, uh, poop. All right. Well. Poop your diaper. Barf if you have to. All right. Whatever you have to do, stick around. <laughs> yeah, whatever you do, just leave them here. All right. Uh, so oh, I, I think I may kid. have been to this Burger King because... Um, oh, really? Yeah, a few years ago, several years ago, um, boy, I'm going to say 2006 or 2007, I went to um, Macworld, mm. you know, one of the last Macworlds in San Francisco. And the only hotel I was able to get was a crummy Holiday Inn a Holiday Inn Express or something on Market Street. And yeah. so basically, I'd have to walk every day from that hotel. It was too cheap to take a cab. cost me a lot to go to, to Macworld. Um, oh, I think I was even speaking. I was speaking on a panel about podcasting. So that would have been, yeah, probably about 2006. Wow. And uh, I had to walk from my crappy Holiday Inn Express all the way down Market Street into downtown San Francisco to go to the Moscone Center. And I'm sure at one during one of these walks, I stopped in and got a croissant, which or or a can't even say croissant, a croissant, which it's a friggin' Burger King it doesn't deserve the, it doesn't deserve the French flair of a croissant. Uh, it's a croissant, which. Um, but uh, yeah, I believe I believe I've been in that one. I don't remember it being bad though. But uh, I mean, well, no, let me, let me rephrase that. I don't remember specifically going out Burger King. I'm sure I did if it was along that along that walk because I did that walk for five or six days. Yeah. Um, you don't remember the three days of straight uh, explosive diarrhea. You don't after, remember that. Yeah, right, exactly. No, that I don't. Okay. <laughs> that I don't remember. Well, here's my favorite Yelp review. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is from Chris W. of California City who says, quote, officially the worst place I've been in my life. It smells like someone pissed all over the floor, unquote. 
Uh, yeah, man, Market Street is a. It, it was. I just remember it being a rough deal. Um, but man, oh, there was the place. Like at the end of Market Street, you get into downtown and you get to the Peloton. What was it called? It was the. It was like a Sony. It was a oh, building that Sony had right. gotten. Uh, the uh, the Metreon. 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 That yeah. was it. Yep, the Metreon, and they had that that Mobius store upstairs with like his artwork and video games. And then they had a, a Sony play, a PlayStation store and that place was awesome. And didn't was, Sega, Sega used to have something in there or maybe they might have. Yeah. Else. And then Sony yeah. took it over or something weird, but yeah, you're right. They had a, I don't think they do anymore, but I think they called it was even called the Sony Metreon or something. I think it is. I think it was the Metreon. Yeah. Yes. Peloton is the bike. That's right. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I've been thinking about one of those for a while too, because I would love to get one of those to help train for uh, the next MS150. But it's you know they're what a thousand bucks or something. Peloton and Metreon both sound like friendly Autobots to me, don't they? A little bit. <laughs> Let's roll out Pe yeah. <laughs> Peloton. Peloton. <laughs> okay, Metreon. <laughs> <laughs> Metreon, follow me. Peloton, get behind us. I could totally hear it. And if we get thirsty, I've got an orange Julius in my butt. Oh, no. Reep, 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 reep. <laughs> uh, anyway, so there you go. They closed it, and goodbye. I don't want to go there. It's fine. No, well, too bad. You're not going to get your chance. Not going to get your chance to go there anyway. They have a street poo problem, too, there. They got a lot of poo on the streets. Yeah, I know. It's uh, San Francisco is just kinda... weird to think that in America we've got a, a major city with a poop problem. I think it's because there's... It's like a third world thing. You think, you know, it's only it's not never going to happen here. Mm, yeah. I think it's because it is just such a stark economic uh, cutoff. It's either yeah. you you make a ton of money and can afford to live in San Francisco, or you have nothing. Right. Like, there's just no yeah. Yeah. middle class. It's just, it's done. And as Thrash Unreal 83 in the chat says, everybody poops. So those people everybody with no homes got to poop yep. somewhere. Where are you gonna poop? And you don't, and it's got the Tokyo problem where there's there's more and more people who want to live there, but it's not like they can grow any further than they have because they've reached the limits of of putting as many people in San Francisco as will fit on that on that geographic spot of land. So mm -hmm. you have to move to like Oakland or well, there you go, Vallejo or. Uh... <laughs> Good luck to all of you in that area. <laughs> I have friends there who struggle. Let's say it that way. Yeah. Uh, a man claimed uh, voodoo made him shoplift at a Walmart. That's cool. Voodoo? Yeah, voodoo. Voodoo? Voodoo. Voodoo? Voodoo. Voodoo, voodoo. Uh, well, you're supposed, I suppose I say, you say voodoo. I say hoodoo. You go, you do. Oh, I don't know that song very well. Is that a song? Oh. Is it a song or is it just yeah, like the, a... the chat rooms? The chat rooms all over it. It's uh, it's the you remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Who oh. do you do? Do what? Remind me of the babe. I don't remember that. It's a uh, David Bowie labyrinth. Uh, yeah, I don't remember it very dance, well. Dance magic dance. I remember hating. Well, whatever. Have I ever told you that? I've told <laughs> you. Have I told you that my my theatrical viewing of that movie was the night that that girl that I worked with that I dated once. And never even kissed the Chi Chi's girl. Yeah, uh -huh. that told everybody that I got her pregnant. <laughs> I didn't realize that she was the one. She was the one who threw up pink. Uh, oh no, you threw up all the pink. I Chi threw up all the pink Chi Chi's goo because after we went and saw the movie, we went and saw Labyrinth. Yeah. 
I took this other girl, Carrie, to where I work because I could get a discount because oh, I was right. cheap. Yes. And I got yes. alcohol-free cherry or uh, strawberry daiquiris. Virgin strawberry chichis margaritas. Yeah, and margaritas, <laughs> exactly. And then, then the rumors start coming back to me while I'm sitting there. Hey, uh, Paula's in the back telling everybody she's pregnant and you're the father. And I'm like... <laughs> Dude, we didn't, you can't, you can't, I didn't kiss that girl. Like, are you kidding me? And I got so stressed out that I had to take Carrie home. And as soon as I got home, I yacked all my, because I was so, I just was so oh upset. God. I was so upset by that. I, I don't think I've ever thrown up without, without it being like a food related, a, a gastric related issue. I don't think I've ever thrown up from like stress or, surprise like shock that's my favorite is when people throw up from like shock or surprise mm -hmm. it's your favorite <laughs> that's my favorite like you know, like like in a movie when like something happens like uh you know on screen and the, the character goes wrong mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i had favorite. one of those for the remember the dead body i saw i barfed that night on my mom's couch because uh <laughs> i'd never seen it i'd never seen a dead body and uh, I, I went in the house and <laughs> fell asleep on the couch and woke up and yacked all over the couch. So, like, that when I was a kid, that was a, like that little girl, <laughs> like that little girl in the tent of the sixth sense. <laughs> yeah. I, when I was a kid, uh, up through my low teens, that was I, that was a common thing for me. Like, I, stress would get me there. These really? days, stress pukes. Oh, wow. yeah. These days, not at all. But. Even yeah. normal where I should be, where my body's like, dude, you got like, you know, a disease in here. You need to yak. I still can't do yeah. it. I can't barf. Wow. I don't know what that's about. Low T, low T. Low T. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's uh, going on. Um, anyway, we, we haven't even made it through this uh, first, like the sentence, the, the oh, headline. Yeah. This next one. I know. We're having, we got, look, we're our brains. We got stuck in voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> So this guy claims his Voodoo 2 card in his old computer. Just kidding. Uh, Voodoo made him shoplift from a Walmart. A 29-year-old man in Lufkin uh, says that Voodoo made him try to smuggle items out of a Walmart without paying for them. His name is Joshua Allen Renfro. Oh, man, that is a that is a low rent. Yeah. Joshua Allen Renfro, <laughs> Hemp Hill. Yeah. You're... I mean, Lufkin and Nacogdoches, it's like the eastern Texas, western uh, the border of uh, Louisiana. Yeah. That sounds right. Is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. I think so. I think yeah. that sounds right. Um, it's a Class B misdemeanor. Uh, between $175, charge. I'm going to do it in the accent of the place. He was released from jail later Tuesday. Sorry, Thursday after he posted bail on $1,500 bond amount, according to jail records. According to the Lufkin <laughs> PD report, the accident. Sorry. True story. True story. The alleged incident occurred at the Walmart store. <laughs> they call it a store. I love when people do that. The Walmart store. The Walmart store. store. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. This uh, Renfro was caught after he allegedly tried to smuggle more than $400 worth of merch out of the store in a plastic tote. Love the word tote. Um, tote. Yeah. The <laughs> You got some tote? Uh, let's see. After Renfro was arrested, he kept telling LPD officers that the voodoo made him try to steal the items from the Walmart. Um, he also the told The voodoo, by yeah, the way. He also the said, voodoo did it. yeah, and it's not me reading it that way. It actually says the voodoo for the chat room. He also told them <laughs> yeah. that the voodoo told him not to brush his teeth that morning. So there's that. Could it be? Uh, I am sci-fi points out that uh, voodoo is also a Walmart streaming service. Oh, <laughs> video streaming service. The VUDU, right. Yeah. Could he, could he have been saying that? Oh, voodoo. Uh, oh, 
That's your funny. voodoo told me that I could go get this movie for free if I went to my local Walmart. So I feel like I'm a little behind things. I didn't realize Walmart owned Voodoo. Did they buy them or? I didn't either. That's... I they must have. I I knew that. Uh, I thought that was just a whole separate thing. I didn't realize that's Walmart owned. Let's see, Voodoo. It makes sense because they were trying real hard to get in there, edgewise. Oh, here it yeah. is. Um, they're an American content delivery and media technology company responsible for Voodoo branded interactive media, uh, full length movies, blah blah blah. Oh, here it is. Voodoo was acquired by Walmart in March of 2010. So, oh, that long ago. Yeah. Holy mackerel. Had no idea. Wow. No idea that was uh, Walmart. Crazy. Yeah. Should I only use it while I'm in my pajamas and shirt that's not low enough for my belly to hang out? Or how am I supposed to use it? With the uh, rib, the barbecue sauce stains from your uh, your ribs swimming? And my pork <laughs> my pork rib swimming? Uh, let's see. Brian, here's another dream Bible moment. I'm going to give you a new one here. Okay. To, right, okay. to dream of a vagina represents uh, receptivity or compliance to belief, ideas, wishes, or goals. How open, oh. uh, see, how hope, open or, sorry, how open you or someone else is to accepting what other people want. How receptive are a desired open situation like a vagina? is. <laughs> hey, are you open to going uh, to, the par- to the park this weekend? <laughs> I'd like a vagina, I am. Let's go. <laughs> Open for business. Oh, jeez. All right. The size of the vagina may reflect how receptive you are to someone else's objectives. A big. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is great. A big vagina may reflect a situation that is too easy or that can be done, uh, that has been done a lot before. Now, on the other hand, a small vagina may reflect a situation that is difficult to do or that's never been done before. A giving person or situation that you must be careful with. <laughs> I, I'm just picturing going to a psychiatrist and saying, well, I've been having these dreams lately about, about a vagina. Oh, really? Is it a large vagina or a small <laughs> vagina? Uh, you know, I think, I think maybe I'm good on my own. I don't need these sessions anymore, Doc. Thanks. Can I just pay for half of this and then, and then we're done? Yeah. I'm going me. back to WebMD. I'm, you know, I'm going to go solve my problems on Urban Dictionary. I think I'm good. Thanks. That makes sense. Um, all right. I'm going to save these other two for tomorrow. And uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have Bill here. We're going to talk about making things in the world of makers and making stuff. And uh, that'll come uh, right at the top of the hour. And then, of course, Jerry will be here. I have questions for him regarding the resurgence of one Mitt Romney in politics. Mm. Mitt. Some Mitt talk. Currently living rent-free in Trump's head, it turns out. So we're going to talk about that. (laughs) Uh, More about that, though, after the break. Before the break, though, a song, an intermission, if you will, and Brian has it. Sure. The treasure you seek is buried underneath the big V. (laughs) It's right next to the big W. Uh, Let's talk about a a band called Ruben and the Dark. Um, People already have been experiencing some really cool music from Ruben and the Dark because their song Black Water has been featured in the trailer to El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. Uh, so you may have already heard Ruben in the Dark, and you don't even know it yet, and you're like, oh, I like that song. Ooh, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruben Bullock is the uh, the the singer-songwriter, front, uh, front man of the band. They've got a brand new album coming out on October 5th via Arts and Crafts Records called Unlove, with one, like a pipe, the vertical line between oh. it, not a slash, but a pipe. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I love the pipe. I don't get to uh, see the pipe enough. It needs more use. 
I know. I like the, exactly. I think it's a good divider because it's, it's, you know, it, it separates things very well. Mm -hmm. Like the words un and love in the title of the new brand new Ruben in the dark album. Here is the song rising to give you a little more taste of uh, Ruben and the dark. Sounds good. We'll be back in a minute.
guys, there's nothing I like more than skills and sharing. Which is why I want to talk to you about Skillshare. Oh, yeah, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. It's a learning community, which is what we should be more of, if you ask me. Anyway, you can take classes in everything from photography to creative writing to design, productivity, and more. Are you a creative? Are you sitting around going, I got ideas. There's stuff I want to make. Well, maybe Skillshare is for you. So whether you're returning as a long-term passion project person or you're just challenging yourself to get outside your comfort zone, or maybe you're just exploring something new, Skillshare has classes for you. Skillshare is very, very cool. I love the idea of switching up your personalized stories. I love the idea of changing your focus and saying, okay, I'm good at this one thing, but what about this? I haven't tried this. Well, the classes I would take would be writing, for example. I want to write more. I got all the art stuff. I'm doing all that already. Maybe writing is where I want to be. What lifelong learning skill is important to you? That's the question you got to ask. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer. Get two months of Skillshare for free. Skillshare is offering the Morning Stream listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash TMS. Again, Skillshare.com slash TMS to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash TMS. Hunting your kind for a long time, but I never dared to hope that the dark gods would send me the one who has the Alpha Pariah. <laughs> I have the chef. <laughs> You can't spell the morning stream without remonstrating. This is the morning stream. True. It is so true, right? Remonstrating. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See, remon- You're left with nothing. Remonstrating. Yeah. Remonstrating. You can't say the. You can't say it without it. That's pretty awesome. Educational and entertaining, as always, Mister Scott Fletcher. Who you can find, by the way, on Twitter. You guys show, go all go on there and just cheese him. Or send him things that you want him to say now. And maybe he'll record them. Uh, he's at, at yeah. Mr. Scott Fletcher. Or if you want to look at it a different way, at Miss Cott Fletcher. <laughs> Mrs. Cott Fletcher. Mrs. Cott Fletcher. Oh, yeah. Mrs. Not Miss. Mrs. Mrs. Right. Because yeah. it's you the, M- the MR. Yeah. yeah MRS. Um, MRS. Like, like Penn Island. Uh, dot com pen island that's right pen island yeah which yes. is penis land if you look at it a different way <laughs> anyways uh we're back we're gonna get right into it here with our good buddy bill yeah gotta add him to the call though oh, i got a new stl file that i can't wait to try out on my uh resin 3d printer Ooh, yeah, you're it's loving that thing aren't you? aren't you you're digging it i'm loving it yeah totally digging it i love that that you're loving it i love that you love it is what i'm saying <laughs> um, well, I gotta send. I'm gonna send you a link so you and Bill can check this thing out. This is a 3D STL file that I wanna that I wanna build. Okay, I'm putting it in our in our Discord. I am very interested. Here's here's the beginning of what will be a, the greatest segment of all time. Here you go. But Bill just isn't thinking about danger. Bill Duran, all the way from PunishedProps.com, in his studio slash home 
in far flung uh, wherever you are right now. Where are you? You're in Seattle. Why am I saying that weird? Yes. You're in Seattle. Hi. <laughs> uh, you're in your shop today. That looks great. That looks fun. I am. Yeah. They are. They are testing our uh, fire system. Mm-hmm. So, or like the alarms. Uh, so we had to come in early in case anyone needed to get in here. Yeah. Uh, but also, the fire alarm goes off in the next. 15 minutes. Yes! That's why. <laughs> I desperately want I that it. to happen live. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> I think that yeah. would be great. Um, you also see uh, the wall yeah. the wall hanging you have behind you, man. Yeah. It's just like every nerd's dream is to have something like that in a room in their house, right? With like every nerd property you can think of represented there from yeah. you know, World of Warcraft. Uh, That's not even all of it. Acting, not even right. close. There's a lot more over there oh. and there and yeah, but that thing's cool because my first glance was, oh, there's some some tools. He's like my dad. Yeah. He's got a big thing of tools. Yeah. And you look closer right. and you go, no, those are the tools of the Blade Runner and other yeah. cool characters in <laughs> things. It's really rad. Uh, oh, so cool. I got to get out there and see that place firsthand sometime. Um, yeah, you do. I know. And Nick's been begging me. We got to just get up there. Uh, so, hey, uh, tell us what's going on today. What's happening in the world of making things with Builder and Punish Props? Well, usually nowadays uh, when I do TMS, I'm at home and none of my stuff is there. But since I'm here, I figured I'd take an opportunity to do a little bit of a show and tell with some of the things I've made recently. That sounds great. Yeah. So going back, I've got a helmet here. This is a wearable helmet. Um, You could fit a whole human head inside of there. You can even (laughs) kind of see out of it. And the back of it kind of like closes. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, this is from an anime called Code Geass, and we built this for uh, Funimation, and it was 3D printed. So I 3D printed it, sanded it, painted it, and put like this wow. really cool glossy automotive finish. How on many it. pieces is that in a 3D print? Because the the, uh, the front seems so because so. the front seems or not looks... front the side seems so single piece. I'm impressed with that. Yeah, I yeah, had to put them all back so together. Light. Yeah, mm, it is. It's not very light or heavy. Yeah. 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 So. So that's what we did. And, and of course, all these things have videos that we've made uh, over on uh, punishprops.com. But that's the first one there. And I wanted to sh- uh, like highlight how I use a specific technique for this 3D printing, kind of an automotive finish, because my next thing mm. I did differently. Ooh. Hmm. All right. I'm on pins and needles out. here. Let's see what you got there. A little anime. Let's head on over to HBO land. And this is the dagger I made from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Known oh, as wow, the cat's good. paw dagger. This is the one that killed the, uh, well, is, is are we out of spoiler time now? I can say. I think we can. I think we can talk about, uh, yeah, Game of Thrones All at right. this point. This is where the Night King took it in the end from uh, from Arya. She stabbed him with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty So hot. this one was made. Uh, I did the, the base of this was all wood. Uh, cut out with normal woodworking tools. Huh. And then right. the handle was all sculpted using an epoxy clay. So very different than that helmet. Very different techniques. Yeah. Uh, much more manual, and I didn't need a 3D printer to do it. Of course, you could make this with a 3D printer if you wanted to. I just wanted to flex my sculpting skills a little bit, especially on this handle, which was that's quite impressive. A challenge. It's super nice. Yeah. That, so that's hand-sculpted, that handle. It's beautiful. Correct, yes. Wow. That's amazing. That thing's right. beautiful. Art, art school finally paid off. How can you <laughs> how can you have that helmet still if you did it as a thing, a commission for the Funmation people? What happened there? Uh they paid us for the video. Oh, to just make it. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, the sponsored video for a movie that was coming out. I mean, they they could have, but uh we we 
went back and forth with them, and I decided I wanted to keep this. Right. And they were interested in buying that as well, but once it was all done in shiny, I was like, I'd like to keep that, <laughs> and you have to pay me less. And they were like, deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Fair enough. All right. all right, the next one is a little big. Oh, there we go. This is my nuke launcher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get a pretty oh, good idea wow. of how large this thing is. And see, we wow. talk, so we actually talked about this pretty in detail on an episode, but I didn't have the yeah. scale or in my head right. That's crazy. Wow. Dude, it even sounds like it's made out of metal. <laughs> <laughs> I think I hit some stuff on my desk. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so the, yeah. this was made using uh, aluminum for the functional parts in the middle there, but then most of the rest of it was made using EVA foam. So wow. a big, much different project from the other two, and I used a lot of different techniques and materials. Very nice. Uh, which is, let me see if I can put this down without breaking. Did you tell me whether or not that thing will launch your nuke that you had made as well? Or it will. It will, okay. Oh, it will. <laughs> right. It'll launch all kinds of things. That's amazing. Uh, and that one, I, I, did, I challenged myself to work out the mechanical part of that, uh, making that work. Before I did any of the cosmetic stuff, I worked on making it able to launch things, which was a fun new challenge for me. I like to keep things fresh when I'm making stuff. I don't. I like making stuff out of foam, but I don't only make things out of foam. I don't just keep cranking out foam projects. I, I like to expand my skills. I like to challenge myself. Nice. However, the next thing is made out of foam. <laughs> oh, all right. Back to your... Which is appropriate. Oh, yeah, there it is. I, I, even though I said I wasn't going to do it, I did start playing WoW Classic. <laughs> and I have a level 30 oh. druid now. Oh my and, gosh, you uh, really have been playing it. Level 30 in classic is no small feat. Jeez Louise. <sighs> Brittany and I are rolling druids, so we have two druids and we are unstoppable. Yeah, I, that's amazing. Uh, that is a, I still, I showed that to Metz and I don't know if I told, I did tell you. He was blown yeah. away by that thing. He couldn't believe that was foam. Like he just was like it weighs about a pound and a half. Yeah. Like, it is so ridiculous. It's amazing. Like, yeah. Sorry, listeners at home are only getting the audio. I shouldn't. I shouldn't leave you oh, in the right. dark here. It's uh, it's his doom hammer that he made. Um, and it's just the best, coolest replica ever. The, Bill, I mean, the textures and everything on there, absolutely incredible. Right, Bill. I don't. The, um, I, I don't know who your lawyer is, but whoever it is, when you're working at your will, that's the only thing I need my name on. That's the only one. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Okay, just saying. Yeah. All right, Putting that's it out fair. There. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, different techniques on this one. Different painting as well. This was all hand painted. I didn't spray any of it. The uh, the Fat Man painting was done mostly with rust. So I used uh, paints with metal in it, and I used oxidizers to rust it. Um, so not only have I built a lot of these things with different techniques, I also finished them with different techniques too. Uh, partially because the hand painted look really works for something like this, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, whereas something like my most recent project, the Rose Quartz Sword from Steven Universe. There it is. Yep. A hand-painted look could work, but if you do like a sprayed automotive finish like I did on this one, it just sings. It's so shiny and it's sparkly. Gorgeous. Look at the reflection. Like you can see your your uh, webcam in the reflection. Yeah. Right we have a, a light over there that's meant to look like a flickering torch, so we get some nice. Yeah, light I saw that in your helmet earlier. So, so yeah. the finish on that has the effect of creating, almost enhancing the cartoon effect. You know what I mean? Like right, making and it that's look what animated. I was going for. Very, very. Uh, the, there are, it's like an automotive finish on here with a nice metallic fleck in it, but the colors themselves are quite flat. There isn't any shading. There isn't any. 
uh, gradients on here. It's all just flat colors. It's not weathered or dirty or anything because in the show, it's always perfectly clean. Yeah. Which makes it really hard to paint without getting stuff on it. There is stuff on this. It's not perfect, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Still yeah. looks but really good. But from over here, you can't tell. Can't see. Yeah, no, that's gorgeous. Chat that so Especially gorgeous. if it's swinging it. Yeah. Someone in the chat room says it looks like candy, and I agree. I would, I would eat that. Yeah. I promise it does not taste like candy. Okay. <laughs> I kind of want to eat it, if I'm being honest. I just want to eat your sword. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, that that was a handful of my more recent projects. And I wanted to show them off now that I have them with me. Mm -hmm. uh, but mostly I just wanted to sort of show how a lot of these things can be made in such a variety of ways that it, it, just because I may have made something with 3D printing, if you don't have a 3D printer, that doesn't mean you're out of luck. Mm. There are so many skills you can use to finish uh, all, all of these projects I could have done using the techniques I used on any of the other ones. Uh, to finish them. It's just a matter of how much time you have, what sort of tools you have available to you, what your budget is, what kind of materials you have. Well, so Bill, I like to be able to show them all off. Since you're yeah, since you're doing gorgeous. that with us, I'm going to give you a quick dream interpretation of what having a sword in your dream means. Okay? So here's what it means. Oh, good. Okay. This is from dreambible.com. We've been using it all day today to sort of in interpret some of this stuff. For you, if you dream of a sword, to dream of a sword represents strength, empowerment, or willpower. It symbolizes the ability to persevere in the face of opposition, or to stay competitive, the strength of your integrity. Mm. Nice. <laughs> His big, big you sword. You have my sword. <laughs> you have Nothing my candy sword. Nothing surprising about that interpretation. No. Once again. Oh, man. Yeah. Once again, this thing is bunk and terrible, but yeah. I want to I want to redo the scene from Lord of the Rings from Fellowship when they're and you have my axe except I show up with my pink sword. Yep, yeah, it'll be. <laughs> and impressive. you have my candy sword. Perfect. <laughs> Let right. us go to Mordor. Yep, exactly. to Mordor. The, I, the the hobbits have are making what are, the hobbits have made it to Isengard. What did they say? What does he say? The hobbits are going. The hobbits, the hobbits are hobbits going. To oh yeah, yeah I love that song. The hobbits to Isengard. I love that song. That little <laughs> song someone made. Anyway, hey Bill, uh, bonus link for this week before we go. What do you got there? Sure thing. Our buddy Jazza did... Oh, I'm not logged into Twitch. <laughs> hmm. uh, you can uh, look up Jazza on YouTube. I've talked about him before. Uh, but he did a bonsai tree recently. He sort of dipped his toe into the bonsai world. Did a video on his first tree. And I thought it was super duper fun. And as I don't, I don't have a lot of hobbies because my job kind of is my hobby. And outside of work, I'm a zombie. As soon as I'm done working here, my brain is just dead and I go home. And I've been looking for a hobby that I could do fairly passively. And watching a tiny tree grow seems like a pretty good <laughs> thing I could do in my spare time. Mm -hmm. oh, so this so, is really, this is like, I thought you were talking about somebody who like modeled a bonsai tree out of resin or something. But no, this is actually no. Like really doing the whole Mr. Miyagi thing yeah. and pruning it with the little tiny shears and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yes. Oh. So anyway, Jazza did a video over on his channel. Uh, his channel is just called Jazza now, J-A-Z-Z-A, -Z -Z -A, formerly Draw with Jazza. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, uh, it's a great video. It really kind of goes over the whole process. And uh, it's got me. Th I've done bonsai trees in the past. I've killed bonsai trees in the past is what I've done. I would love to try again. And uh, this video kind of kind of got me real interested in it again yeah, it's about a, cool. a week or two ago he did the video so you're right it's all rebranded as jazza but for some reason the url is still draw with jazza i wonder if you couldn't get that yeah you can't you can't change your youtube url you're itself. stuck with that right is that the deal yeah yeah yep i got slash scott johnson but i don't use it for anything cool yet 
I don't know. I should get advice from one Bill Duran. Maybe that's the mm-hmm. thing to do. Talk to that guy. Here he knows you should stuff. Talk to the guy who has the at Bill Duran Twitter handle and tell him to give it to me, mm-hmm. even though he swears he's totally going to use it, but yeah. hasn't touched it for three years. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's, that's how I ended up with Scott Johnson on Twitter. The guy never used it. I reached out once. I said, hey, can I have it? And he goes, well, I guess so. I'm not using it. I got it, transferred everything. And a week later, he came begging for it again begging oh. for it saying i just gave you this you got to give it back i'm like no that's not how that works dude like <laughs> I, I don't know what the new non you know the more pc way of saying indian giver is but you can't just give me that and then come back and say here i need it back so nope sorry have a nice life so i was i was kind of a jerk to that guy whatever i got my name yeah vanity no. vanity wins in the end uh build around everybody uh, punish props.com sadly we won't hear the alarm but i'd look forward to uh you guys getting pa- <laughs> uh, uh, okayed by the fire and hazard department of lower seattle or whatever the hell it is uh best of luck <laughs> okay. and we'll see you next time <laughs> awesome all right i want to go to his thing we should go to his thing and see his thing i know yeah it would be great to you know, again, a little traveling TMS thing where we go to Seattle and mm-hmm. and then go to Hayes, Kansas, and then go to yeah, go <laughs> Oakland. S- like we could make a whole like thing where we come to you. Yeah, we're coming to O Town. Oh, I see him coming in already. Coming in hot. That means it's time to play this. These are their stories. Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm terrible with names. On the phone with us now, probably at slightly lower volume because I don't know yet. We haven't tried. We have Justin Robert Young all the way from Oakland, California. Hello, Justin. This time, I think from Florida. Oh, though. is he in Florida? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you sound great, you by the me? way. Yeah, you sound We perfect. can hear you. You sound great. Yeah, 100% good, yeah. perfect right off the bat. I wonder what that's about. That's pretty good. Uh, mm, what mm, brings you to Florida? A- what are you doing down there? Family or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was here for a wedding over the weekend, and then uh, because my mom is now up in Orlando, uh, that's where I head because I can't go to Florida. That's seeing my mom and my brother and their kids. It's a fun time. Is she gonna is she gonna get primaried for uh, the uh, the Democratic nomination this year? I know you voted for her in twenty sixteen. Uh, we gonna see that happen again? She is steadfast in uh, uh, being against me talking about voting for her, and uh, <laughs> and repeatedly tells me to stop talking about it on the internet. So, oh good. Uh, uh, I think I think presidential vote receiver Gloria Young, who by the way is a guest on on uh, the PX3 podcast on Wednesday, uh, has has a lot of good thoughts, a lot of good political thoughts as a Florida voter. A, a over uh, a fifty Florida voters, so. and she seems she seems like it seems like you would come. Uh, uh, she sounds like the kind of stock I would expect Justin Robert Young to come from. Smart, mm-hmm. articulate, uh, does her one man show where she tears her shirt off, all that stuff, right? That all comes from your mom. That's a hundred percent copy paste. Uh, I'm I'm just doing the old family act. Oh, good. <laughs> the aristocrats, uh, exactly right. <laughs> All right, so I have a question for you that is uh, yeah. politically related and is of sure. interest to me. Uh, it appears that we have seen at least uh, some sightings of the triumphant return of Mittens, uh, who is now living rent-free in Trump's head uh, due to a couple of statements that he made uh, opposing recent actions by the president. And I'm curious if you've got a hot Mittens uh, take 
because uh, uh, he's all up in it now again. For a while there, it was like, ah, he's a limp biscuit. Now he's like Mr. All Up in Your Butt again. So. I mean, really, my only question is, do you like him now? Do you <laughs> like him more or less than you did before? I mean, this is why I voted for him. I wanted him to be a check on power. I wanted him to, I mean, I also knew a, a uh, there was no way we were going to elect a Democrat in my state for that position or for that senatorial uh, position. So, um, and I also, I, I don't know if I've ever said this on the show before, but I also believe, and I'm going to get heat for this. That's fine. Whatever. Send your emails. I believe that he is in the most general way of speaking, a pretty decent guy. I think he's a good guy. Mitt Romney. Yes. Mitt, Mitt Romney. Romney. Yeah. I think he's a decent guy. He has, um, a, a very nice family, by all accounts, you can argue about his politics, argue about his business practices, all that stuff you want to all day long. But at the end of the day, I think he's a decent man who would like to do decent things. That's why I voted for him. Um, and I wanted him to be what he said he was going to be, which is sort of a check on presidential power. That's kind of one of the things he said as he was getting elected. So sure, all he had to do <laughs> was was be very, I think, politely critical of the president's decision. Uh, and politely con- uh, critical of his statements about China and Ukraine. And to, to see Trump completely lose it over that tells me, uh, and, and by, by the way, completely lose it over it versus completely losing it over any other uh, Republican showing any signs of dissent, and there have been others. But for him to focus on Romney in such a critical way means that he's under his skin that he's annoyed him, that he's got his focus. And that seems good for my opinion, which is, you know, these co-equal branches need to show their their brass and and, sure. and fight a yeah. little. So yes, I like him. I like him a little more than I did two you weeks like ago. You like him now. So now now he's good Romney. Before he was bad Romney, now he's good Romney. No, he was just, <laughs> in a, to me before, he was just sort of like, well, what are you going to do? You're just not doing anything. Like you're ineffective Romney. And you've always made good arguments as to why. He probably wasn't doing anything. Well, I don't I generally don't know what I mean, like this seems to me to be a fairly consistent thing for him. He criticizes the president when there's something that falls within his purview of things that he likes to criticize. He he certainly has been critical of the president in the past. He's uh, critical on foreign policy elements. Uh, uh, That's always a wheelhouse for Mitt Romney. But to answer your question on why Trump goes after him, it's because Mitt Romney, much like uh, uh, Paul Ryan, fires up his base like mm-hmm. the, the the trump base that loves him the most mm-hmm. hate what they refer to as rhinos right republicans in name only and mitt romney along with john mccain and paul ryan were probably the three like most famous most uh, uh criticized version of that so if you want a reason why he's going after mitt romney and not let's say susan collins who is another i mean she actually has voted with democrats in the past on more uh you know bigger issues or or lisa murkowski they also get criticism but that's a little bit more inside the like kind of bright bart uh media scape the ones that are famous that's mitt romney so that's why he goes after mitt romney on yeah yeah, i i I get that i think you're right i think that's exactly why he's doing it but i like to see (laughs) if i get any joy out of trump getting completely frothed up (laughs) <laughs> it's it's at things like that because to me it's the most like the the romney tweets and the comments were kind of innocuous they weren't 
you know, they're like, mm, it's very concerning. It's all that same old, you know, strong concern. I mean, by the way, brow. like also, all right, so is he going to be good Romney or bad Romney when he votes to not remove the president? Uh, he'll be bad Romney like, if he votes not. So to he'll be the bad Romney then. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you that right now, all of his statements are telegraphing that that's what's going to happen. Maybe. Like, so 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 you are doing a, a full ring around the rosy on the, when like he's not mentioned that he wants to remove it, but he's good Romney now. He was bad Romney before. He'll be bad Romney when he very transparently does what uh, uh, is 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 not good. So the only way to be a don't. Very good if he to remove the president after he was impeached. Yes, I I will circle around to you are bad Romney for not for not uh, voting yes to removal once it gets to the Senate. If you vote for removal, you will be great Romney. That's where I'm at. Yes, absolutely binary. <laughs> he would also he would also be he would also be a Democrat. <laughs> like it, it would it would be you know that you should have just voted for the Democrat. I don't. I don't care what anyone says about that. That makes me think that uh, he's a better Republican than all of them. Then, if he makes that choice, so I don't care what someone else thinks. If they think he's a oh, he's a Democrat. He's a liberal. Oh no, 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 no. I know, and it's not to say that I think somebody else thinks that. I just think that this will probably be a party line vote, and like that's what happens when. I mean, effectively uh, removing the president is again. It's it's. While many kind of look at it as, oh, it's it's giving the party a haircut. In reality, it's the haircut is decapitation. No, like I, you are I cutting I, off the head. You are you are yeah. basically ceding, you know, uh, probably eight years of power uh, in that one vote. No, Whether I know, I know. You, yeah, I mean, it, it is the very zero sum situation. We're just at, all I'm asking, what I'm hoping for, and I'm not saying I'm 100 percent I'm going to get it. I just want to. To me, that's an act of doing the right thing. And if party line and party maintenance and non-decapitation matter more to him, well, then I'll see that and he'll become bad Romney. It's fine. But right now I have a little, I have a, I have a little I bit of. I think he's the same guy. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you should just have a more measured idea of who he is instead of swinging back and forth between like, oh, look, he's doing great. Oh, Listen, boo. When, when Darth Vader threw the emperor down the the darth or the the death star hole uh he was good darth vader no, and then when he but did all those things where he... no but that's like, like that's the thing is you're looking at it like as if there's this big moral swing there's not that would be like darth vader going throughout the entire thing saying i don't know i'm really gonna throw you in a hole one day like i know i'm doing your bidding now but i'm really pissed off at you i have some latent issues about how you treated me early on in my employment like, yeah, that, that he didn't do that. That was a switch. Yeah, like, but that's it's but I, it's possible. Like McCain, you could say the same stuff about McCain. Often he would make a bunch of bluster and then he would vote down the party line. But that one time he gave the thumbs down and it changed the whole vote. Like he did one of those. And I'm just saying this could be Romney's one that's of those. That's policy. That's policy. Like that's not removing the president. Removing the president is a much. I mean, again, I agree. policy gets voted up or down all the time. We have seriously challenged a president with impeachment three times prior to this uh, uh, incident right now. So we'll see. I don't know. I just don't know why you you have this like gigantic pendulous swing of, <laughs> of him being good or bad when he feels pretty consistent. I Are don't... we not going to talk about China? Oh, we can if you want. Uh, there's the it's starting to permeate my my own personal world with this Hearthstone thing. It's like. Uh... Yeah, it's a bigger deal than I thought it was going to turn into because the the South Park thing 
Which, by the way, that clip where the dude's got the whiteboard and he's talking to the kids. I haven't seen the whole episode yet. Yeah. I intend to today. I watched it today. By the way, uh, it is it is currently on Comedy Central's website without ads, which I don't know whether or not that's because nobody oh. wants to put ads on that episode, but I watched it for free on Comedy Central's website. Maybe they're, that's a little bit of shade thrown by them, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe nobody wants to advertise, hard to say. But they... Uh, they the the scene I've seen the clip that I've seen circulating where he's talking to the kids and they want yeah. they, they want to do their story and he's like oh you can't do that Winnie the Pooh is insensitive because it looks like Chairman Mao or whatever like they that's, <laughs> Chairman G oh G, sorry the new guy sorry they that yeah. scene is everything it's the whole thing that like South Park does so well sometimes they they metaphorically wrap yeah. stuff up in such simple language but perfectly sort of illustrate at least the bottom line of what all this means. So yeah. I'm going to have to go deep and hard on Friday's instance and try to uh, discuss it in a way that doesn't f- piss everybody off everywhere. But basically it's, I sound a little bit like you here, actually. Um, <laughs> that may get me in trouble too, but they, uh, Blizzard and the, the Houston Rockets and the whoever's, they're kind of just being, if corporations are people, the people only want the money and the money can't happen if you don't please who where the money's coming from and china's a giant emerging market so you bend the knee because yeah you want to you want to play ball there and it's not and, that shocking and, and, to me that nobody's you know that no blizzard didn't stand up and go we stand with this pro player immovably in our belief that further growth and the, they're not going to do that they need to make money they're a company, and so they're going to do this other thing. Yeah. Do I like it? No, I don't like it. Uh, am I pro-democracy in Hong Kong and elsewhere? Absolutely I am. But I, I don't know why any of us are freaking out. Or some, I guess freaking out is separate. If, you want, if you're in a position to be able to do something, great. But this is companies. This is corporate everything. It's ugly. It's a side of it we don't like to talk about or think about. But it exists, and I don't know why everyone's surprised. Like, not my blizzard. Uh, uh, like not well, my I mean, Apple, I, not I, my I, I Google, think... not my everyone's doing this. Google, remember Google's got a whole different kind of search approach over there where they don't well, get Well, no, 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 no. They 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 were building one and then they got criticized for it and and they cooled it down for now. I mean, who knows eventually uh, uh how it will shake out there, but I think it is interesting because we have had a couple moments lately where we've seen kind of uh the the the, the chain get yanked by China. That China is a gigantic uh, emerging market. It's also a, tor- a totalitarian and Orwellian mess. And so what happened with Blizzard I, and, and what happened with the Houston Rockets is, number one, I don't think it is a coincidence that this, this is happening as China's 70th anniversary of the Communist Party begins, the Golden Week or National Day of uh, the, the founding of the Communist Party in 1949 happened earlier this month. Uh, and this is a huge year for uh, Chairman Xi specifically to make sure that everything rolls along smoothly. Uh, it has not so far with the Hong Kong protest. And now they're kind of flexing their muscle a little bit that uh, for those who are unaware, Daryl Morey, the GM of the Houston Rockets, tweeted a fairly benign, at least on American Twitter standards, uh, a thing about standing with Hong Kong. And next thing you know, his job's in jeopardy. The NBA has to apologize. Uh, the the owner of his team apologizes to, to China. 
You've got uh, players apologizing to media in Japan. They're going to play in China and all of China's state basketball organizations and sponsors dropped out from the Houston Rockets. I, I, I assume that, and correct me if I'm wrong, is, is Activision, which is the parent company of Blizzard, that was a, a heavy portion of that was bought into by Tencent, right? Cur uh, well, no, so company. no, Tencent doesn't have any investment, but they do have a relationship with so Tencent owns a lot of video game stuff. Currently, they don't yeah. own anything Blizzard Activision related, but they okay. coop they cooperate in some market stuff. But it's the other company, not Tencent. What's the other one? Uh, the ones that are gonna oh the uh, ones that Alibaba. No, it's another name, and I forgot the freaking name. Um, I can't remember his name or the name of the company. They're 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 making the other game. NetEase. There it is. NetEase is there is the other big Chinese that's a big Chinese company and NetEase is facilitating they facilitate how WoW works over there they are oh, the, okay. they're helping co-develop this mobile Diablo game like it's kind of a big deal for them and they don't want to offend them or any shareholders or anything else um let me clear something up real quick the chat room is saying that uh well some, a couple of people are, uh, specifically are saying because I said it's business and why is anyone surprised no I stand by that I don't like it I think it sucks and, that, and, and if you're asking me if I think something should be done about it, absolutely. I'm just saying it's, I don't know why this is shocking to anybody. Like, this is what businesses do. They ignore stuff like that to make money in places where they need to make money and where they want to make money. I'm not saying it's morally correct. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying, why are you shocked by that? If you're shocked by it, you haven't been paying attention. Welcome to this dark corner of capitalism. It kind of sucks. All right, go ahead. It is it is kind of interesting that this is a capitalism thing, right? And not a totalitarian government making extraordinary demands to keep the business partnerships going. And that that has been an interesting. I, I'm not saying it's invalid, right? But it, it does seem to be pushing the responsibility away from the fact that well, maybe you're just in a bad business deal. Maybe the the you know uh, unlimited funds that can or are promised by China and the unlimited growth that is promised by China, maybe that juice is is not worth the squeeze ultimately, depending on on how you want to imagine these things. Right. I, I just I just find it fascinating that that it, it seems there there seems to be a, a line of conversation about this that is just like, well what do you expect? The almighty dollar, am I right? Uh when <laughs> It, it, it that to me at least seems to minimize some of the horrors that happened in China, up to and including actual concentration camps and, and yeah stuff and like murders and like, of dissenters and like it's awful. Like yeah. there's stuff that goes on behind the scenes that is bad, and so watching companies bend over backwards to maintain their market or their relationships so they can have access to a certain market is ugly. It's bad. It's not good. I just don't. This is always how it's been. I'm not saying it's always is how there, it should is be. There, is there a point? Is there a point that would make you so creeped out that you would not? You would want to to pull back involvement with some of the stuff that you do because you do a lot with Blizzard. Oh yeah, you know. Is I there do. is there is there a point that you would say, ah, I don't know. Now this is weighing. Now I'm making moral equivocations that I'm not comfortable. Oh, I'm feeling that now. Like that. See, this is where I don't want to be confused. I'm upset about it in a very raw and personal way because I believe strongly in not only Hong Kong's desire to do what they're doing, but in their ultimate goal. 
of independence and further, you know, better, better democracies for more people and less uh, oppression and all that stuff. I'm for all of it. Um, and so, yeah, it's already a thing for me. Like, is it enough for me to go, that's it, never touch anything Blizzard does again, that's it, I'm out. I'm not doing that. I think there's no. more to be said. Also, I think they're, you mentioned the Google thing and how they kind of had to back off, back off a little. They may have to do that here. I don't know. Like enough pressure from enough people. That's how that sort of stuff gets done. So I'm sort of pro that and, too. And by, by the way, for those, I think, I think I think we kind of rolled over this, but uh, uh, did you guys talk about this earlier in the show? Not really, no. This is actually the All first. Right, so, I just knew I had a lot on Friday to worry about, so I haven't talked about it much until I was going to save it for then. But I'm happy to do it here. So anyway, go ahead. Give us your... Well, all right. So, so just, uh, just for those of for the folks who don't know, there was a Hearthstone player in an esports tournament who, uh, during his, I think it was a victory, uh, said that, you know, uh, Hong Kong should be free and you know, stand with democracy. Uh, the casters ducked under the desk so they could, I guess, avoid the, uh, the, 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 the verbal blast. It did not save them. Both the casters have been fired and the player has been banned from competition and all of his prize money was ordered uh, back to Blizzard. So oh, he wow. is now persona non grata within the Hearthstone esports scene because... He's from Hong Kong. He, he dared talk about uh, Hong Kong fighting for democracy. Yeah, the, the the other controversy is that the two casters were kind of pressuring him uh, to get it on tape. Um, oh, really? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, a little bit. If you go watch the video and you listen to the translation, uh, assuming the two, three sources I've read for the translation, they all seem to be consistent with each other. It appears that it was uh, not coerced, but it was like, hey, we're encouraging you to make a statement about your your thing and, yeah. and and he and he did that uh here's the other thing so i don't know what the backsplash will be or the peripheral damage will be if any but um tencent owns all of riot who makes the world's biggest video game well behind Fortnite yeah. now but uh with league of legends they own a huge share of epic and uh Fortnite. uh they own all of a number of companies <laughs> And then those companies yeah. own other companies. Like it's a big, the share of market that Chinese companies now own means that we may not be done with this conversation for a while. Oh. It's going to oh, get spoiler weird. Spoiler alert. We're not. Yeah. We're absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, again, this is, this is China reminding everybody that like, all right, well, look, uh, what we bring to the table is a lot of money and infinite growth. Because we have a lot of people yeah. in in China, and they are rapidly becoming uh, more and more uh, uh, wealthy, and and ability they have the ability to spend more than they had in the past. Also, China is the the only place on Earth where movie going is actually on the rise. People are building theaters in China. They are not building theaters here in America, where many of these movies originate. So. China holds a lot of cards in their hand, and that is the, the bargain that they have is, okay, well, you can have all this. You can have all this money. You can have all this growth. But guess what? When we need to pull your chain, we're going to pull your chain. And that's exactly what happened to Blizzard. It's what happened to the NBA. And I totally agree with you, Scott, that this is something that we are by no means done with. Yeah, it'll go on for a while. It'll be, it'll be interesting just, just to see if... Like there's rumors of protests at BlizzCon, which is what in two and a half weeks, three weeks. 
Yeah. That that'll be a new thing there, other than the two or three Jesus people with their signs that show up and tell us how <laughs> how thralls they're are always there. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are always there. They I just mean, live right. there. So, do you do you think that as somebody who obviously has his finger on the pulse of kind of the Blizzard fan community, that this is something that Blizzard really needs to worry about, or is this just another gamer controversy that'll kind of come and go? Uh, so here's the interesting. Uh, that's a great question. I think that this will not matter to players as much as when Blizzard does something else. Like, let me put it this way: there was, there will be, mo- there will be more historical anger surrounding them releasing a uh, news of a mobile version of Diablo and not Diablo Four at last year's BlizzCon. That controversy, yeah. or layoffs controversy or cancellation of giant projects controversy, I think will live larger in the minds of, of these gamers than this will. Um, and that's yeah. a bummer because I think that the energy should better be spent in this way um, because that other stuff just is trying to, you know, uh, that other stuff just plays with gamers and their loyalties and their feelings of, uh, you well, know. But well, also, but also it's like, look, we are all defined by our self-interest. If I'm really excited for Diablo 4, now I know that I'm not going to get Diablo 4 for another year, then that will make me more upset than the plight of somebody across the world because people have been living in, in squalid tyranny across the world for many, many years, and they are indeed doing it as we speak. And it's not like that's the only thing we're, we're, we're talking about. We're, we're talking about whether or not, you know, this will affect Blizzard as a company. So yeah, that, that, I think, I think that the self-interest is at least psychologically understandable, but what is fascinating now is that I, I do think that a lot of these deals and be it with China or Saudi Arabia but a lot of these uh, countries that are putting a ton of money into American media, now you're starting to see where the price tag of that is. And I do wonder whether or not going forward that becomes more of an issue for for Blizzard that like at, at the, you know, it's like, all right, well, well, we'll go ahead and pull this dude because he did X, Y, or Z. Or I don't know. I guess I'm actually waiting for the Blizzard the, the the soft you know yeah. sources from behind the scenes story of like mm. hey look this guy was explicitly told you know and the casters were explicitly told that we wanted to keep this apolitical it's not specifically the message it's that he disregarded these uh th- this directive that we had we would have pulled him if he would have started talking about you know how trump should be reelected because we we want to make sure that this is apolitical I'm waiting for that. That to me seems to be the natural Blizzard PR move. 100 percent with you. That is, if that's not coming, I would I would eat my hat. I'm sure that something to that effect is coming. And the truth is, it is there in their terms when they sign these contracts with these guys. And the truth is, he broke it. Um, what people are upset about is obviously, well, you know, this should there should be exceptions for things that affect people's lives in this way. And I I totally get their position. Sidian said something in the chat that I'm going to repeat that I think is is interesting because it's just good to get all sides of this and that's why permanent growth corporate ideas are kind of unsustainable and here's an example he says blizzard should have given china the bird laid off every single employee in their now uh, shuttered chinese market additionally laid off the legion of support staff that are stateside tanked their stock prices and made themselves obsolete right before falling on ceremonial swords he's being sarcastic obviously but that's the reality of it and the reality of it feels immoral. The it feels immoral and also has its own subsections of moral questions of 
is it the is it the community staff's fault in Irvine that all this is happening? They have families, they have bills to pay, they have lives to live. They're doing great work. Should we should they have to fall on these same swords that the upper overlords are having to deal with? Like that's the with that is part of these conversations every time when it comes to always have profits, always exceed those expectations. And that means when you run out of bodies in America, you move to Europe. And when you're out of those bodies, you move somewhere else. And when you're out of those bodies, you move to China. You exploit new markets. And by exploiting those new markets, you uh, make concessions on on certain kinds of freedoms or ideals. And it just keeps happening. And it's a, it's a pattern that's driven by you can never stop making more money. Not, not that you can be small and sustain yourselves and and be good we have to just keep adding more and more on top of it and i'm a free market dude i am a big time believer in free market competition but at some point it's not sustainable without these problems so that's the thing we just got to face part as part of well this there is well look i mean there is a question of ethics right like, 100%. Like you can want to continue to feed the families of everybody that is there in Irvine you can continue to want to give them raises you can continue to want to put them on projects that will bring them prestige and and growth uh and not make deals with people that you feel are going to be uh you know overarching in their control over your product or or make your user base uncomfortable ultimately every business does have to make those decisions. I mean, look, if if uh, uh, all of a sudden, you know, Scott Johnson and Frog Pants gets an email from, uh, uh, you know, a big, uh, you know, some Chinese uh, uh, backed podcast company that says, hey, look, we really want to continue to bring American podcasting. It's exploding in China. Everybody loves listening to American podcasts. We want to all of a sudden uh, we can explode your growth. We can go from whatever you're currently doing on the morning stream, and we can have 10 million people tomorrow, every day, listen to the morning stream. And you're going to be compensated appropriately for that. But from here on out, and look, it's not gonna be hard. It's not like the morning stream is meet the press. You guys don't talk about China all that much. We really just wanna hear the hilarious stories of uh, Scott, you know, uh, eating, fast food in the parking lot and uh, Brian playing uh, great American cover songs. So just no mentioning of China, no mentioning of voting, no mentioning of Hong Kong, uh, uh, 10 million people. And you're going to make money that is compensate to that. That That's something that you might be interested in. Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> okay. I'll say this. First of all, you're, you're kind of right. Second of all, <laughs> second of all here's the thing i mean we do that now like brian and i avoid we don't talk about politics till you come on as an example we just don't yeah. why yeah. not because it isn't important not because it doesn't matter to us personally it's because we know that the show is just going to become a giant touchstone of controversy if we did sure and we don't want exactly. it to be exactly we don't so want by, it to so be by the way Dear, dear listeners, understand that if Jerry goes away, it's because TMS is playing Shang. <laughs> See, this is how this stuff starts. Okay, but I, this is how it works. But this is this is what I'll say in the same in the same way that I want Romney to stand up to the president and vote a certain way. It's actually the same desire I would have for Blizzard to stand up to this, yeah, and actually take the hit for it. I think it's worth taking the hit for morally. And ethically, I think if they said, well, I guess we're out of China 
fine. Shut it all down over there. Be done. Take a giant hit. You would have huge layoffs. I still think it might. I mean, be the uh, right eff effectively, effectively, that means the end of Hearthstone. I mean, Hearthstone, I think, uh, uh, you know, receded, I think, 10 percent in terms of user base in America. It exploded in China, like 34 percent over the last quarter. And that is a, a trend that keeps going forward. Yeah, so it may end it. Blizzard, uh, Blizzard, Blizzard saying, hey, we're out of we're out of uh, China or uh, would might mean the end of some of your favorite Blizzard products, or at least the way that we know them. Right. I Possibly. But. All I know is I've known a Blizzard. I've known this company since I was 18 or 20 yeah. or whatever I was when they started. And I've followed this company all the way through all of the times of growth. And there was a time where they were a a really great but small, tight studio that put out amazing experiences and sold tons of copies. And they weren't even in Asian markets at that time. And so... It, it it's not going to happen because this isn't how corporate America or corporate world works, especially publicly owned companies. Um, but it'd be great if they just said, you know, we're cool with uh, having 5 million WoW subscribers and we're cool with maintaining uh, the other IPs we have and we make enough money to do that and we can close down a bunch of stuff and then just we can be right here. But no one does that. Everybody wants to go more, 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 more. There's no end to the more. And if you, well, and if, and well, if but, you but also, but also it's like, so, but, and then they turn their back on the Chinese uh, players that really like them, but that have no interest in propping up their government and are the real victims of some of the things that we're going to get on our high horse and, and decry. We're going to say, well, like, okay, like, I, I do think that, look, I'm not here to make the argument that like all growth is bad because I do think that that's the thing about a free market is that you can over pump what you're looking to do. You can get too ambitious with what you're looking to do and you can make a, a decision that's detrimental to your entire business, right? And and you can make the argument that some of the expansion into China and taking that money and thinking that nothing was ever going to change uh, was foolhardy by some of these companies. And by the way, these are the biggest companies that we deal with specifically in terms of media. However, there is also the argument for Blizzard to say, hey, look, we have no interest in politics. We have no interest in, in some of these things. We are able to, like, with, with a few minor changes, let's go ahead and change the Jaina Proudmore uh, hero art to not show so much cleave, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll just go ahead and, and uh, figure all that out. But uh, other than that, we can easily bring everything that we do into China because it is apolitical and we can delight uh, millions of players uh, in China and show them what American ingenuity and creativity is. Like, mm -hmm. I do understand that. I do think that that's real. I don't think that, that it, I think it would be intellectually dishonest to say that that's not a part of why they want to continue to spread. Now, it also makes them a ton of money, but that's the point of a, a, a the, the, the best moments in a business are when you are able to make a connection with users and also make a bunch of money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's true. I mean, this is the this is going to be the hard part because if they their stance is look, none of this is about politics. We just want we don't want politics in our in our tournaments and in our our public events, and we just don't want it. Like, and that's why it's part of our TOS. This, this also did it, it. It did happen at the worst time oh, because you do have, have this. You have this NBA thing that's currently going. So it looks like that China is making a coordinated effort. By the way, I think they might be. <laughs> they might actually uh, to, be doing. <laughs> to make sure that they remind all of their American partners, hey, you like this money, right? I just want to make sure that you like this money because this money doesn't come with many strings 
but here's some uh, a few more strings. And by the way, we might be rolling out a few more of these strings uh, over the next year or so. Yeah, and sp- speaking of uh, changes that they would make for China, this is, I don't know how much this fact is known, but one of my favorite weird things that ever happened in World of Warcraft's history, when they launched into the Chinese market, the Chinese were unwilling to accept it. It was going to be banned if they didn't turn all the undead, which is an entire race, an integral race of, yeah. of characters within the World of Warcraft. They all could not show any bones because the way the models worked at the time is their arms ended here. You had a little bone showing, then the arms started up here. Yeah. Their legs were kind of, some of the bones were showing. They're undead. They're literally, you know, zombie people with brain, you know, that are smart. And they wouldn't do it unless everybody turned into, you know, just normal looking dudes, basically. And so they did that. Yeah. Uh, also, you can't show corpses on the ground in that game. So when you would go to a fight where you're fighting a huge world boss and everybody's dying like flies... Instead of a bunch of bodies that would turn into bones after resurrection or after you went and ran back to your body, a whole ton of gravestones show up because that's acceptable. So you already have these cultural exceptions, right? <laughs> yeah. And so no, there was a whole thing about Ghostbusters that they had to like change some element of the core plot of the newer Ghostbusters because Chinese don't like that ain't a funny, silly, spooky Halloween thing. Like the the the, the dead and spirits and bodies, like they have a whole different point of view on that. Right, exactly. Also, PUBG using crates instead of uh, dead players. Someone in the chat, uh, Codes from Home, just said that's true. That's another one of those that they did over there. So we already make those kinds of uh, exceptions. We're willing to do, you know, it's Blizzard's not saying, nobody said, hey, Blizzard, you want to be in China? Make sure you go off those two dudes for me that are being trouble. That yeah, It's not levels of that, but it just feels bad. It tastes bad. It, it's It's got a bad, sour taste to it. And I hope that they do something, but... I honestly don't have a ton of hope because none of these companies do anything. We gotta we gotta quit assuming. See, it's so funny. <laughs> My argument about that sounds like your argument or your your confusion about why I feel that way about Romney. And I guess I guess I'm gonna hold Blizzard in that same regard. I want them to do the right thing here. But if they don't, then they'll kind of be I'll be mad at them. But I'd still I mean, look, I'd still probably uh, vote for Romney. I think I I. <laughs> Yeah, I I totally think that uh, the the best that you could hope for from Blizzard is them to CYA on like, hey, look, this is not, oh, my God, we are an American company with American values, and we really care about freedom. We really care about democracy. This is just about the fact that we told this guy not to say a thing. He directly disobeyed this order, and uh, so did the casters, and so it, it could have been about anything this is not, it certainly is not about the fact that uh, uh, China is a massive partner for us and it's our gigantic growth operation for Hearthstone and so, Hearthstone might be dead. It's also not reciprocal. Crap. You know what I mean? There's no reciprocation here. If if Blizzard goes, we have decided, we've heard you, we've heard your voices, players. We've decided we're pulling out of China. We do not support this regime. Thank you for your continued support. That doesn't suddenly mean a ton of American players and go, oh, Blizzard. I'm going to buy everything you make. I'm going to go sub to everything I already don't. That isn't going to happen. There's no reciprocation. Well, because also, because also there's like, now you have all these millions of Chinese players that are like, wait, what? Like now we don't get to play. I had this whole deck set up. I spent all this, I spent all this money building up my Hearthstone collection. And now it's, it's, it's banned because Winnie the Pooh said so. Yeah. Here's, here's my expectation. Regardless of what happens in the next few days, they're going to take a little hit on their stock price. They may already have. 
because um, it's just messy. So people are. <laughs> I'll tell you what, they would take a lot bigger hit on their stock price if they pulled out of China. <laughs> yeah, they they absolutely would. It'll recover. Uh, and players who say, "Well, I'm boycotting Blizzard," will not do it in the numbers that'll make a dent, and that things will go on as usual. I guess what I'm saying is. It's a complicated, messy, ugly thing that you can both disagree with and accept the realities of. That's kind of my my bottom line on it. And Brian, um, Brian yeah. I feel bad. Yeah, We've the, left the, Brian like not talking at all, dude. I apologize. It's okay. No, are you kidding? I'm sure, uh, here's the thing. There are certain things, certain topics that we talk about on the show that I've got a little bit of knowledge of, and I can kind of pipe in and, and jump in when we talk about. This is one that I have not been following. I feel so <laughs> ignorant about it that I, I haven't been following it. So I'm kind of like, Oh really? Oh wow, that's oh interesting. Oh really? Is that you know? <laughs> I know about like I got the surface level uh, news with the NBA and the the yeah the controversy there. I have not gone any further deeper in there with the the Hearthstone tournament, any of that stuff. So yeah, basically I am the John Stewart on the Daily Show eating popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> meme. Nice. Uh, all, all, the only thing that I would hope that people get out of this, and both the NBA thing and the Blizzard thing, is just like just understand what's going on china you know china's a very mm-hmm. fascinating partner that by the way like we're gonna have to live with uh, we are on a global community and we are ever more interconnected we are going to have to learn to live with china oh like especially especially if we yeah. are in in a situation where we don't want a global conflict that could end the planet we would we would like to have a friendly you know no two uh, countries that trade together have ever gone to war Right. Right. That that is usually the way that the precursor is. You want to have businesses deal over there. However, we are also at a point culturally where we are more aware of the things that are going on around us. And I think that that is something that we do all need to reconcile. And I don't think that it helps that everybody kind of jumps to the most hyperbolic position that they possibly can. But it is something that I, I do think is is a defining issue of our age. How we, we, we look at this kind of stuff for, uh, you know, in, in the lens of our own morals. Yeah. I, and one final note, I did get an email this morning uh, demanding that I or, or, or basically saying, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to quit? The, are you going to stop the instance and protest and kind of basically saying that's what I should do? And I had yeah. to remind this person and I would remind everybody else, the instance is not a wholly owned subsidiary of blizzard in any fashion they don't pay me anything right uh i don't work for blizzard they don't cut any checks to me ever unless they're paying for a service and they've never you know they've done that once uh last year when i was on stage for a hosting gig a contract gig that ended started and ended uh the idea of me ending a show that could actually have a very positive uh or at the very least informative back and forth discussion about this very issue and have it mm-hmm. move with the issue. I don't see how that's a thing you'd want to silence anyway. So well, no, no, hell I mean, no. Look, uh, the, the, the instance is a Blizzard community podcast. That means that there is a community there that could operate independent of Blizzard. Yeah, like like the, the, there might be people that stop listening, but you could say, hey, look, we're just not going to cover Hearthstone anymore because you want to know what? Like that's just something that we're not to say that you would do this or you should do this, but you could, right? You mm-hmm. could say we're just not going to cover this because I, I don't agree with the operations of the company and i just want to like move on i i want to cut off that element and people might stop listening to the show you would risk that but 
that would be a decision that you would make. You could out and out and say, I'm not covering any Blizzard stuff. In fact, from here on out, we're only talking about things that happened pre this date. <laughs> and you would have the ability to continue to do that show because you have the right to continue to talk to the community that has gathered around the instance. Your lens of how much and how you want to cover Blizzard is totally up to you. Dare I say it's the reason why people listen. Yeah, like why else? I mean, oh, it was just a silly suggestion, and so uh, no offense to that guy if he's listening, but that was a weird thing to say. I assume you retired, you hadn't had your coffee yet, and you hadn't thought it through because that was a dumb thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> all right, before jury goes, this has all been great and fascinating. Yeah. Maybe one of our best discussions ever. I do want to say this: I've been looking at DreamBible.com all during the show. <laughs> <laughs> and giving people interpretations of certain things that they might yep. find in their dreams. And I looked up the word jury. So I'm okay. going to tell you what the dreambible.com says that uh, if a jury appears in your dreams. Oh, can and, I make a guess? Yes. Okay. By the way, by the way, by the way, make it quick because I forgot to bring in my power cord and I got 3%. Left, okay, go, so Brian. Drop out go. What are you going to say, right. Brian? I'm just going to say it has to do with something about being judged, but please go ahead. <laughs> All right, maybe. To dream of jury represents feelings of scrutiny from others, feeling dependent on other people's opinions about you or your actions, feeling that winning or future progress is totally dependent on someone else's feelings about you, feeling that you can't do something is others if others don't like you, a need for an approving consensus. And so I would only say to that, uh, this. The jury will now retire. Have a good one. Thanks for your 3%. Oh, uh, t pimp, give, me, give us a pimp. What's going on? Anything? <laughs> Yeah, go uh, politics, politics, politics. Just go ahead and find that. Uh, and also, if you haven't gotten on my free political newsletter at freepoliticalnewsletter.com, it is available five days a week, five stories a day, mostly gifts, sometimes hot takes. Bye. Bye. Of course, that was <laughs> referring to a you know judge and jury type jury. Just just for the right, record. Right, right. Yeah. Yes. If you find a Justin in well, there, whatever. Actually, you still feel just as judged when he's on the show. I just, I, yeah. <laughs> I did do a, he makes you cry, it says here, if, if it's actually Justin. He'll judge you and make you cry. <laughs> That's right. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Um, Nobody cried last night. Wow. Oh, interesting. There's a whole Michelle. listing on potatoes. To dream of potatoes represents complications or hurdles, something in your life that requires work or brings difficulties. I'm starting to think this is basically just a bunch of fortune cookie things. Oh, are you? Uh, now, now it's. Uh... <laughs> it's bad. Now it's hitting you. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah, just now. <laughs> yeah. Now it's hitting you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's all making sense. This is all a bunch right. of horse shit. All right. Uh, hey, that's the show, everybody. Thanks for being here. It's a little longer today, but that's how it goes on Tuesdays. Uh, very happy to be here and uh, have done it for you. In fact, if you like what we do here, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash TMS. Uh, it's important if you want to see this kind of content continue to go over there and support us. There's some great levels. And some cool stuff being shipped physically and digitally to you fine folks every month. Uh, big thanks to those who already do. do. Go take advantage of our poor decision to make this a monthly Patreon <laughs> for 16 take episodes. Take advantage of us, please. Yeah. We beg you. 16 episodes of content for measly amounts of money. You just need to take advantage of it. So patreon.com slash TMS is the place. For everything else, frogpants.com slash TMS. Brian will now regale us. With a musical selection mm. that only he can do. What oh, do you some have? Regaling. <laughs> some regaling. Uh, yeah, this is a fun one. And it's one of these that, that there's like some misinformation out there about. But uh, excited to talk about this one. Jeremiah says, so I called in over a year ago telling you about my mom had colon cancer. Now, after a year and having 18 inches taken out of her colon and a colostomy, she seems to be cancer free. So I feel very strong. 
can you play Popeye the Sailor Man because he's strung to the finish? Love the show, though. <laughs> Signed, Jeremiah. Love it. Uh, congratulations, Jeremiah. And, and also, please uh, uh, pass on uh, our, con- our congratulations to your mom as well. That's great news. Um, the one he requested is Popeye the Sailor Man by MXPX. Now, this is this is one of those things where information gets thrown around online and and um for a while there every every parody song that you found on napster was by weird al yankovic just because oh it's a parody it must be by weird al yankovic and even richard cheese has some beef about that um this cover that you're about to hear of uh, popeye the sailor man is not by mxpx as you might find on some some information sites it is by a band called face to face and it comes on a cd called saturday morning cartoons greatest hits which came out in 1995. i have the cd it says face to face there might be uh, i think there might be a couple people there that are that are um uh, there might be the same between the two bands but this is not mxpx nice this is popeye the sailor man by face-to-face, going out to Jeremiah and his mom. See you guys tomorrow.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Bastion has a cock. Oh.